that just put a smile on my face if you say that you see that for real. Hi internet, how are you? How are you? Happy, happy, happy Saturday part two. And what's up, Julia? Oh, and probably Sunday where you guys are at. You guys see this right here? You see that right there? It's Sunday, I knew it. My cat, my cat's feeling better. <laughs> I was playing with Mr. Magoo who is sleeping again right over here. I was playing with him and he scratched. He didn't even scratch, I'm sorry. He took a bite out of my head. Took a bite out of my head. Luckily, I love him and I don't care. I was a little mad for about five minutes, but I was good. I'm I'm James Lewis, Jimmy Lewis. This is what does it all mean podcast. Season two, episode. 12, I believe. We're getting down tonight. We're getting down tonight. I, I gotta see how far I can push it. Because I have these new neighbors, like I said on the last episode. They seem really nice. I don't want to piss them off. But I also have to set boundaries. Because I gotta, I gotta entertain you guys, you know? What am I gonna do if I can't sit here and listen to good jams and hang out with my friends all over the world. It's Sunday here, it's about, it'll be Sunday in 44 minutes here. and Brian where you're at like we have we used to have these early hosts like when radio is a thing you know there, there used to be this thing called radio and we'd have these people like Mark and Brian and these radio show hosts Kevin and Bean and they'd play all these songs and they would talk about bullshit and it was really fun you know and now uh what is crazy is that radio is actually going out of of fashion which is a trip. Can you imagine that? Radio is going out of fashion. These radio stations don't know what to do. And uh, it's because we all got our own private radio station in our pocket, which is our phone. So when you don't have to listen to commercials or anything else, and you can just completely, you know, pick your music right away, you know, 
It's perfect. And I am definitely having a good time. Even though the cat bit my forehead, uh, I'll give updates on my cat because Mr. Magoo is, is part of the show. And, uh, you know, as you can see, he's perfect lying there on the, the, the couch and on the little cushion. And my friend Sebastian Story, I interviewed him a couple, you know, like in last season. And uh, he's always taking care of his dogs, you know. And so when you have these rescue animals, it's like they're your, now your fur babies. And I know it sounds stupid, but like, you know, my cat in the last two months, he his heart was acting weird. He was all crazy. I found him in a closet and he looked like he was going to die. So I had to rush him to a, a cat emergency clinic at like fucking three in the morning or four in the morning and then they're like we want way too much money and they didn't help me but by that time he, he was fine and I could take him to my normal uh you know vet and my that normal vet took care of him and he he uh, he, he then we had to go to another long story short Mr. Magoo is fine after tons of money and 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 uh tons of uh love and and then on top of all of this, once he gets better with all this, like, heart, he had a heart problem, they said, but then we, then he hurt his knee. He hurt his fucking knee. And then it just, it's nonstop. So, yes, I'm having a good time now that the cat bit my forehead and uh, he's happy and alive. And I think that's all that matters. Like, I think richness, I know this sounds cheesy, but rich, richness is uh, being healthy and everyone around you being healthy and your loved ones being healthy. That's the best, you know? So even your cats, you know, they'll bite you in the forehead. And somewhere along the line, let's be honest, I must deserve that bite on the forehead, right? What was I doing to get that bite on the forehead? You can see it, it goes bam. <laughs> so, anyways. In between shows, I got a video from, um, words come at midnight he sent me a uh a covid video i believe of someone you know still having the vaccination and and getting sick and i'm not sure if they died or not i didn't read it i don't have time but i will read it but uh yeah that's the thing even if you have the uh the vaccination you know there is no um what's the word there's no they don't know you know, and I'm not saying do it. I'm not saying don't. I'm saying I did it. And uh, I'm glad that I did just for my own peace of mind. And uh, I, I had negative health effects, yes. But I worked through it. I'm alive. And I've been putting my mask on and staying away from people. And uh, I don't want to talk politics because I don't think one has to do with the other. But we, we, um, we, we have these... Um, it's funny on this show, too, like... I don't, when people watch this, I, I'm just trying to be myself, and if you want to unfollow at any time, it's totally cool with me, but the people that stay, they just become my best friends, because they, they know exactly what I'm about, and some of my best friends are completely on the opposite side of things, but it doesn't even matter, because that's what friendship's about, even if they, you know, people just listen to your opposite side, it's where, and they think differently from you, you know, that's friendship. So my point being is I'm driving home from uh, from my workplace and there's all these people just holding up traffic, just protesting with these signs about recall Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of our of our California and just the whole bullshit about him and immigrants. 
and and it's just they're trying to take him out because he's a Democratic, you know, president and uh, governor, and uh, and 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 these people saw me driving by in my car, and I was rolling down my window, and they all thought that I was going to be for them, like yes, because I was kind of shaking my head, but as I rolled down my my window, my finger came out. And it, <laughs> my finger raised up. And as it raised up, I was so happy because these people were the same people that had the Trump flags. They were the same people that were like, had the Nazi propaganda, the same people that like white nationalisms, the, 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 the same, those same people that I could give two shits about if they don't like me. And as soon as my finger came up, I was, I know this sounds funny, but I was proud of myself. And you hear this, everyone, this is what really happened. You hear this like, yee! they were all going, yay, oh! it was like a sports thing. And they all did that. They went, oh, and I was like, it was so funny because, you know, luckily, you know, the traffic let up where I didn't have to like get caught in there because if I didn't, I'd have a problem. <laughs> But, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to come and wreck my car because I have a different opinion in, than you? And so that's where, like, one of my best friends in life is, like, I know he would have been one of those people standing out there. And he believes those same things. But I'm not going to unfriend that guy because I truly love him as a soul. And hopefully, sooner or later, he can see the misguided, you know, QAnon bullshit that these people feed into. You know, and uh, this is a real story. A, a QAnon, uh, QAnon believer in Southern California. He was a surfing coach. Took his kids down to Mexico and murdered them both because he thought that they were uh, serpents. Because his wife had serpent DNA. This really happened, and he was a QAnon. This just just happened. You can Google that. I'm not making that up. I'm from Southern California. This person is from where I'm from, and he did this. It's shocking. It just came out. You know, I'm sure it'll be all over the shows, you know, and I just don't even know how this happens. And so, uh, and it, this, that, that'll transition into what the whole topic's about. Cults, you know, uh, cults. What, what does it mean? You know, what, what do cults mean? This is what does it all mean podcast. What? What are cults about? How do people, you know, I know it, it is insane. The fact that these, the, the fact that these people are still getting this, um, this power and, and getting together. And now they have this online, just way to communicate and to brainwash and to, you know, give these people this whacked out information, like DNA, like, DNA, whatever it was, serpent DNA, that, that was the person's excuse, and I, I can't tell you, like, and that's what this is kind of about, cults, like, what do you, how do you get to that level, because QAnon is definitely a cult, how do you get to that level, how do you start to break away from reality so much that you're like, I'm gonna believe in, you know, that, I'm gonna believe in serpent DNA, and I'll, I'll, I'll Let's take it as real as I can. I, I like to read books. And when I was younger, when I was like 15, 16, when I was impressionable, I would read Anne Rice, you know, Interview with the Vampire, all that whole series, right? 
And I was like, dude, vampires are real. Vampires are real. I was using my imagination, but deep down in my heart, I'm like, I don't really believe in vampires, you know? And I like to be imaginative, but I've never really seen, you know, a vampire wanting to drink my blood and to take me into a different world. And, and I think that's where, like, how do you how do you break to that level of just of of taking it past the the reality level? And I had a friend at work. I, I I'm a postman type person, and I had a lady come up to me. She's about 70 something three four and she was like you gotta and this is before all the the january 6th stuff happened before all of this crazy shit happened she just comes up to me and she's like you gotta check out um QAnon. you gotta check it out i'm like what's that she's like just check it out hillary's going to jail hillary's going to jail and i love this lady she's a really nice person we still talk today but somehow she got hooked up on that too and she told me like big things are coming things are going to change big things are coming and then I went and checked it out. And when I checked it out, it was just this total, like, you know, as someone that's been on the internet for a long time, I'm like, this is just somebody that's put some little bit of time of into advertising and, uh, you know, reverse uh, taking, taking some of these memes and just flipping them for themselves and just trying to misdirect people in their own way. And it works. So, and what's weird is they'll, they'll take, like, you know, the Matrix you know, like Neo when he's got the red and the blue pill and they're just like, well, now it's for them. Now the blue, and it, it used to be for us back in the day, the hackers, you know, like in 2000, that was us. Which pill are you going to take? Now QAnon's like, here, you know, take this pill, take that pill. And that's where people start to kind of like lose their fucking minds. And uh, are we a cult? Well, okay, that's where I was trying to take it with this. You know, you, that's where I started the beard, guys. I'm not joking, because I was, like, just making fun of it all and, and thinking of Jared Leto, you know, and how Jared Leto is, like, where does it, where do you become a cult? At what point? And I think it's when you start to follow one person. And and me, at every point in my life, I was, like, looking for somebody. Like, I looked for Bob Dylan. I looked for Bob Marley. I looked for all these different people and, you know, Bob Marley, you know, he was looking to Jesus. And I'm like, that's not doing it for me. Bob Dylan was telling me not to follow leaders and to watch the parking meters, you know? So I was like, fuck, what does that mean? Like, okay, don't follow leaders. Maybe follow yourself. And I think the more you follow yourself, the more you can stay away from cult mind thinking. But I think we're all impressionable. And uh, that's why I did grow this out. Because I thought of Jared Leto. And I'm like, I, I want to... I want to see how, like, I never had this beard before, and I wanted to see, or this long hair, but I wanted to see how people would treat me if I was, like, walking around like Jared Leto trying to, like, be like Jesus. I'm totally fucking joking. It's almost like um, Nathan for you. If you guys have ever seen Nathan for you, that's it. Like, I'm sure 30 Seconds to Mars started out as like a which is Jerry Leto's band started out as like a fun thing but I even remember seeing some girl uh right when that band was blowing up just talking about him like he was a god and that's the thing I think we all look up to people like when I was younger I looked up to you know just 
musical people, Kurt Cobain, like Jim Morrison, all these people. But as I got older, I started to think like, well, what really was I turned on about these people? You know, why would I join their cult? Uh, at the time when I was younger, I would think so. But I think as I got older, I would think, well, we're all humans and we're all trying to have our own experience. And I think the more we're more comfortable with ourselves and the more that we see that all of us are awkward as fuck, no matter what, you know, like we just are, we're awkward creatures and we're all just trying to get along on this rock. Like it just makes it better. And I, I was, I saw this, this is just a random thought. I, I, I saw this guy going to the gym today, uh, yesterday and he was just like acting all super tough. And, and, and as males, we do that when, when males see each other, we size each other up and, and we either had to give a nod or like a bump and then it's a fight. And me, I kind of know that. So I try to look completely away, but I saw this dude just walking through and it was so much more interesting to look at him for the posture and what he was doing and the step than trying to put on any like any game like that and it was just it's interesting to watch people it's always interesting to watch humans and the way we interact we all think that we know everything but we don't know shit and that's my point like the cults don't know shit you know um, the Maharishi and John Lennon I've told the story before but John Lennon wanted to uh, you know go into this helicopter to meet uh, the Maharishi the Maharishi was like dude I'm gonna take you up and then which which beetle am I gonna take? And he's like, I'm going, I'm going. He goes up, and then he comes back down. And Paul's like, Well, what the fuck was that about? And he's like, Well, I thought he was gonna tell me the meaning of life, and and obviously he didn't because he didn't know it. So okay, Michelle, I was thrown out of a church for born again Christians for playing devil music and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Believe me, that was a cult all about money. Exactly. Okay, so this is what I'm looking for. When, when I, when I, I had friends and I lived in like Orange County, which is kind of a Republican, uh, Southern California type place. There's a lot of Republicans here, a lot of religious people. And I had a lot of friends that were religious and, and I had a, a whole kinds of just friends and they'd be like, you know, James, you got to come to these church things. You got to come to these church things. And I'm like, you don't want me at these church things. I mean, look at me. I'm I'm an adult and I'm dressing up like a cult leader. I'm, imagine me as a kid. I was even crazier. And so uh, so I I remember I was really into Sid and Nancy at the time, the, the show Sid and Nancy. And that was my cult-like thing. And uh, what did Sid do? He had that, that lock and the, the chain and the lock. So I, I had that. And yeah... I went to the church and uh, I was there with my chain and my lock around my neck and I think I was there for all of 15 minutes before one of those preachers, the people saw me in my punk rock glory of all of maybe 14 years old or 13 years old uh, trying to fight the system because I, I didn't believe it even then. And I knew that they wanted money and, and I, I just didn't like the things that they were into, the control. Uh, my mama didn't raise no fool, you know, and uh, that's really true, you know, so. And, you know, what does Bono say? 
and he's like, I know this is ridiculous, but he's like, uh, the, the God I believe in isn't short of cash, mister. And that's, that's the truth, man. Like, man, you know, as Bob Marley, we made the money, you know, man made money. We did. We created all this. We put people to work. We're doing it all. But as for cults, I'm not religious. Uh, it was laughable. I, I am not religious either. Uh, when I was younger, though, I tried. I tried I tried to go to the 12 tribes of Israel. This is real because I was in the Bob Marley. I went to the 12 tribes of Israel twice. First time I had a pleasant experience. We were chanting. We were singing songs about lions of Judah's. And we were like like feeling it. I wanted to grow my dreadlocks, but somehow I knew that I didn't fit in there. And then the second time I went back there, and ironically, there was a picture of Bill Clinton on the, on the, cause he was the president at the time, just A-OKing that, that everyone could just go there, smoke pot and worship, worship Rasta and, and do everything. And, and, and there was this dude. And the reason I didn't want to go there is cause there was this guy with just guns and he was selling weed and he scared me. And he looked at me like he was going to shoot me. And I was like, I, this is not my scene. And then I also realized that it was an off sect of like another born again, Christian value. Like once you start getting into that, which I was, I was impressionable young. I got into it and I realized, oh, they're just talking about Jesus, but just in a different way. Like they believe that Haley Selassie is uh, Jesus Christ reincarnated. You know, and, and all these things like, dude, I, like once this, once again, like I can't, I, I can't, I got to stay on the reality track. You know what I'm saying? And the last show I was just talking about was aliens, you know? And when people start telling me all this stuff that, you know, Jesus is Haley Selassie, I, I got to stay on track of reality, you know? And that's where, you know, what is your, what does your gut tell you? You know, and do you feel that, you know, this is right? And and me personally, no. And I didn't fit in with, with that type of society. I didn't fit in with those people. So getting not kicked out, but me leaving that made me susceptible to other, you know, like searching other things. And I think that's how we get involved with cults because we're trying to find the meaning of life. And uh, that's how people get, you know, caught up in, in believing in something bigger than themselves, which is stupid. Because everything that you can do is within yourself. And if someone would have told me that when I was seeking these things, it would have been a lot easier, you know. But um, I think that's really what it is. Everything's within yourself. And uh, But then also sometimes people try to, to, to prey on people that are um, in vulnerable states, you know. That, like I said, like being, you know, kicked out of that place, anyone could have swooped up. But, but I found something like skateboarding in my life and that gave me hope. You know, I wanted a skateboard. So that gave, that gave me hope to not, you know, believe in the bullshit that people were trying to sell. And I think that's really what it is. You know, um, like the topic of cults, there's that Nexium, you know, uh, that guy, the trippy dude, he thought he was like, you know, he, he, this, this dude was this like white guy with glasses that met with the Dalai Lama. He, he would, you would think he was just like the coolest cat ever. And then he ends up branding these chicks and having some weird cult, you know, literally having a cult. And yes, some of his money, like millions of dollars, helped the world. And he did all this and he did all that. But yet he swooped in all of these chicks and he was able to manipulate them and brand them and psychologically break them down because they were in a weak state because they believed in someone besides themselves, you know. And uh, 
It's like you just gotta, you know. But here's another thing with cults. Being born into it. You know, I'm watching this this documentary about this like 100 foot surfer, uh, 100, the surfer that's like hit a 100 foot wave. Uh, he's like, he did it in um, Portugal, I think. And he, he's, he, he was born into it. He was born into the cult life. River Phoenix, born into the cult life. And, you know, they start out kind of cool, but then all of a sudden they start going south and they really do have you drinking the, uh, the Kool-Aid. Have you heard, ever heard of a cult leader that was a female? Uh, I think so. I, I think so. And uh, ironically, on the show, some of the advertising, I, uh, I there's this thing with Owen Wilson where he is like this guru. And I believe that's what they're talking about. That documentary has um, a woman that's in charge of that guru and has been drugging that guru to, to be in control of everybody. And she's this sinister lady. And it's, it, if you haven't seen that documentary now, check it out. Cause that's just like a total spoof. And that's kind of like what the show's about. Like I said, I'm growing, I grew this out to kind of look like that documentary now, just to, to be stupid. And, and to get different looks and, and to see how people will judge me if I look like I was walking around like John Lennon or Jesus. And, and it's super funny to see people's reactions, you know, because people that used to smile at me and they were like, oh, hi. Now they're like, like the beard, man, like the beard. But you can tell they're scared, you know. And for me, I'm, you know, I'm doing it for fun. It's totally fun. But as for these Nexium people, like that guy, I think went to jail. Uh, these people were branding each other and uh, paying for it. Like I don't know when that that uh, that uh, that all goes wrong. When does that go wrong? Like when do you, you know? But here, I'll, I'll give you a scenario. I was in martial arts. I took martial arts for like a long time in my life, and finding the the right instructor, whether it be your guitar teacher, whether it be your martial arts teacher, any of those people can be creeps at any time. So like my first martial art instructor, uh, was a creep and he was just like, he's a creepy dude straight up. And, and I got to the point where he's like, and buy all your, buy all your friends. And the more friends you get, you won't have to pay because I didn't have money. And I'm like, all right. So I invited all my friends and then and then I found out that he got busted for some weird shit, like, like prior to all this. And then I was like, oh no. And then I think he found out that I found out and then he just started hurting all my friends. He broke one of their noses. Like then at one point he fucked me up and, uh, he was a weird dude. Like he, he grabbed my shirt in front of everybody and ripped it. And like there's, there was, there's video of it somewhere. And, and at that point, I was looking for a, a, a Sherpa. I was looking for someone to show me the way, you know, because I didn't know the way and I was young. And I mean, luckily, that it, I, you know, I was turned on to like Buddhism and Taoism at the same time. I found those things as well. So like, even though there was some negative stuff about that place, I was still able to take the positive from the, the negative. And so... I think we're all impressionable for, uh, you know, cult-like behavior. But I think, I think really just believing in yourself, believing in Miles Davis, believing in music. When you mention, 
When you mention medium here, is it a medicine for your heartburn? When you mention medium here, is it a medicine for heartburn? Medium. I'm not really sure. Oh, Nexium. Oh, Nexium. Oh, I got you. It, it's, it's, um, got you. It, it's, it's a weird N-I-X-X something. And it's, it sounds like that, but, uh, I could be saying it wrong, but this, this really creepy guy, he, he tried to, he tried to do this, like, look like Jesus too. He, he, uh, he had this weird cult and it was like, it was a sex cult. It, it, it got strange. And, and like I said, he was with the Dalai Lama. Uh, I'm sure if you Google, uh, something like that, like Nexium sex cult Dalai Lama, it'll come up and you see this creepy guy. He's got these glasses and uh, he, he branded his initials into people's like uh, something Rainier, like Craig, like Craig Rainier, I think is his name. He, he branded chicks and his name into chicks legs for like 45 minutes, not even a tattoo, branded. And uh, that's cult like. And these chicks, they weren't dumb. These girls weren't dumb, but they just got they were with their friends and their friends like, dude, this guy's rad. And, and then they all just got swooped up. And that's why I think we're all vulnerable. And, uh, you know, I think that's why like, once people start pulling out branding gear, it's time to consider, was this the right move? Was this the right move for me? Or should maybe I go home and listen to a record? and have your cat bite your head. I think the chances of, you know, needing stitches and listening to a good record is way better than hanging out with creepy dudes that want to do weird shit. But isn't that life, you know? What is up with creepy dudes and wanting to do shit? And I think that's cult. That's what a cult is. Creepy dudes wanting to do shit. Like bad shit. And I think, like you said before, on the last episode, Michelle, like it's all karma. And those creepy dudes that want to do shit like Louis C.K., they, uh, you know, they have to pay for that karma. And I definitely, what's up, Sue? I definitely think that what you do in this world is a reflection into the next. And I think the positive things that you do here reflect out into the world like a cosmic, you know, bubble. And I think the more that that bubble, you know, exists, like I, I remember some random video and uh, it was like this, this lady was crossing the street, but she like fell. But this guy that was skateboarding actually picked her up. And as that happened, uh, the result of him picking that up, then this car didn't hit this other person. And it was just this rippling effect of just positivity all the way through the commercial. And it just showed how like, you know, if that one person, if that skateboarder didn't catch that person that, you know, it would have been all, you know, negative. Are they intelligent or just narcissistic or both, says Michelle. Yeah, that's kind of the point. Uh, what is it? And, and, and okay, so I was going to do a show about Hitler. It's, it's the same thing to me, like the, the cult. Hitler's the biggest cult, right? Where did he think that he needed all these people behind him, like Bono, you know? I don't want to compare Hitler and Bono together, but 
you know, where you need like the whole world behind you to make you feel that like you're okay. And when does that ever go away? And I think like, you know, David Bowie really liked to study um, Hitler because, you know, he realized that like when you get to a certain like level in your life, you do gain power. And when, when Bowie could pull a hundred thousand to a, to a venue, that's powerful. Like, think about that. Every night you could bring a hundred thousand people and, and you could tell them whatever they wanted. Bowie was definitely on the lines of thinking, well, what, you know, it's the, the dark side and the good side, you know, it's the back to Star Wars. Like, am I going to be Sith? Or am I going to be, you know, on the, on the, the good side, you know, the light side. And uh, I think that's why Bowie was really obsessed with kind of trying to figure out what Hitler was about. And uh, Hitler obviously went down the, the dark side. And it's then he started this whole cult to try to take over the entire planet, which is just insanity. And killed so many people doing it. And for what? You know? And yeah, definitely narcissism, narcissism with that one. Uh, you know, and I don't want to go on a total tangent of, of Hitler, but I brought it up that he was a actual artist himself and in art school, they just denied him and said that he was horrible. And I just like the course of history. I just wonder what would happen if they would have just said like, man, you know, fucking dude, you're, you're decent at doing art. Would he have just been like the best artist in the world? Like, you know, like, what if he, my point is, what if he would have used all of that energy that he started this crazy fucking Nazi cult to, for good? Like, what if he would have went to the left instead of the right or whatever you want to say, you know, that, that could have changed things in a way different way. But instead he lost his mind and, and went crazy. Uh, I remember you mentioned that if only Hitler's teacher told him he was okay, yeah, because I feel that. I feel that the people that were, you know, when you're when you're younger in life, if those when you're first starting out, like I said, when you're 15, 16, 17, you're young, right? Like even 18, 19, 20, when you're trying to figure out who you are, what you're what you're good at, and then all of a sudden someone just says you suck. You you suck at what you've been trying to do your entire life. Dude, that's gonna set you off. Like that's gonna plant the first bomb in your head. Because everyone's trying to figure out what drove that guy to, to, to join that cult and to do what he did, you know? And to me, that was the first thing, you know? And there were different things, like, I don't, I'll, I'll get technical because I can. He had a, a warped penis, like his penis was all jacked up. There's medical proof to back that up. So they said it was just, it was mangled. So he couldn't really connect with the woman like sexually in, in a way like that. So that'll cause problems. So all of a sudden you got this mangled little penis. This is real mangled little penis. And then like you think you're an artist and like, you know, and they kick you out of art school because they think that you suck. And then, then you go to war and you get blown up in war and you, you like, the dude just like, it's like Anakin. He 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 is he's Anakin Skywalker. You know, like when Anakin goes and kills all the kids, that's Adolf Hitler. He's killing all the kids. You know, and it's because he lived in fear. He was fearful of what could have happened, which is just sad. You know. 
that's funny, you know. Uh, Sue says that, uh, Susan says that uh, Bowie was a very intelligent man, definitely. I didn't know that he, he wrote, uh, read books like, like there's, like you can look up online, there's like a Bowie top 100 book, uh, you know, thing, like a book club for David Bowie. It's like a hundred of his favorite books. Like, dude, I don't even know if I have a hundred favorite books. Like, I really don't. And what's that to say about me? You know, like, I, I, I love, I have tons of books, but I couldn't give you a hundred favorite ones. So, and Sue says that would have changed history in so many ways uh, if he had just been encouraged. Exactly. You know, and some of the, the, the best people, you know, I was going down that, that path when I was younger. I'm not saying like, like the Nazi way, but, uh, you know, the teachers didn't like me because I, I didn't fit in. And I just, I, I actually got kicked out of art school as well. Uh, I told this on a prior episode, I made this, this painting where this, this, you know, summer school teacher said that we could do anything that we wanted. And I, I drew this dollar bill that was like burning in a, in a, uh, a whirlwind and it was the nineties and it was just like perfect. And she just threw it in the trash and said, you know, I failed. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then I just like remember standing up in the class and I'm like, I'm out of here. And I ran out of there and she's like, you have to stop. And I'm like, I don't have to stop. And even the, the kids are like, you need to stop. And I'm like, Nope. I pushed the I pushed the doors out and just left because I was so hurt. I was hurt as an artist. Cause I was like, dude, I'm just trying. And why did I go there? To learn. I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better at my craft. And if I was like serious enough to take a stupid summer school class and it wasn't like, it was like voluntary. Like I was, I didn't have to go. I just wanted to. And then teacher told me that I sucked. And so, but the point is I didn't go out and, uh, you know, start a cult and try to take over the world yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hmm. Yes. Reading was, uh, his favorite pastime. David Bowie. Definitely. I think we're spoiled now with all the the interweb and uh, the way that we watch media now, the way we look at it. I love books. I don't know when I'll have time to read books. That's the problem. But I like when I'm on a plane, you know, and they're like no devices. Turn off all your devices and you got to pull out like either a magazine or you got to pull out like a book. That's the best. And you got like six hours in between just to read. That's the best. Yeah, I think that David Bowie really thought about, you know, which way that he could go. And I think those books that he made were, you know, because he had his own cult too. Like I said, when you can have 100,000 people a night, it's your own cult, you know? Books take you on a journey of the mind, definitely. Uh, what's, what's the, the movie, uh, greatest, no, the one where he's got the luck dragon. I need, uh, I need my assistant over here. <laughs> I don't have an assistant, but I need an assistant. Uh, 
We just got that luck track. Never ending story. Yes, thank you. Thank you, assistant. I got this 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 never ending story where like you can look into the uh you know, the kid would start reading the book and as soon as he did, then boom, you were into this this different world. And then you you know, you had the horrors and all that stuff. When you read you can go anywhere. You don't even have to leave your room. Exactly. Never any story. That's totally it. It's totally it. And then it's the version of your imagination, you know? And I think like in dreams, we're the only ones that can freak ourselves out, you know? Like I can watch movies and, and see these things, but I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, that's some fake blood and it's all this. I, I break it down, you know? Now that I'm older, I break things down. But when I dream and even when I, I read you're creating your own, you know, interpretation of what you think is, is possible. And I think, uh, I think if more people read too, you know, uh, they wouldn't be involved in, in cult-like behavior. You know, I think that's what happens too. Like, and that's why these people create their own literature, you know, like, and then they want to pass it around. So you don't read other things, but the more worldly you are, the more, different your record collection is you know like the more books you read you, you can understand what's really happening because I think the truth is in the culture you know I think the truth lies within the culture and and the books tell us the truth the music tells us the truth and then I think you know the politicians and, and the government they definitely try to and I don't even think they mean mean to on purpose, but like I'll give you a perfect example of, of just this, that, you know, when the KGB fell, they, uh, they, us, the United States raided their, their uh, intelligence department and their intelligence department clearly showed that we, that they uh, had funded money to support a division of the United States through racism. So how did they do that, right? They have proof and documents of uh, the Russians funding. And this is, remember, this is during the Cold War. So this is 50s, 60s, you know, maybe possibly 70s, funneling money over to the KKK. So then you have this direct line of, you know, funding. And when you think about that, wait a minute, this is way beyond us. Because now you have this, this, this isn't internal. This is completely external. And that's a whole other cult. You got a whole other, and then they're creating another cult here that <clears throat> was already started here. But when you start to throw money at things, that's how it grows. So when I found that out, I was shocked. I was completely shocked to know that, like, cause I always thought like, where did the money come from? To have these, like a big, like KKK type deal, you gotta have money. And so fifties and sixties, they were funded through that because it was a uh, the Russians thought that we could internally fuck ourselves up excuse my my French but it's getting late so <laughs> so my point is stay away from cults you know cults are not where it's at in any way even if I'm starting a cult and even if I did it'd be a love cult and that's what I'm wondering Jared Leto's doing is, is he really starting a love cult and just here's a fun fact about the Jared Leto thing. He was, uh, he took his whole harem, it's like all these women, he took to this desert island. And this is in like 2019 or no, 2020, but like probably around February. 
he was gone for like months and then when he came back the world was shut down through the pandemic and he was like what the hell is going on you know so imagine imagine being like on a desert island for like you know five months and then coming back here to, to the world shut down it's kind of crazy so yes don't get caught up in cults if you do give me a call i'll be your like cult attorney i'll be like what do they want from you because once they want money you know it's a sham you know even i've always felt that way i've even when people like the what are those cats with the the they're really nice and they chant um they have them in Laguna, the, Mar the Hari Krishnas. They are super awesome. But I I'm so skeptical. Even when I was younger, they'd hand me a book and I'd be like, cool, I want to read it. But then they're like, now you got to give me like five or 10 bucks. And I'm like, ah, oh, word. I'm like, I don't have five or 10 bucks. Why are you trying to scam me? And then that puts in a bad taste in my mouth. So my point is about the whole thing. Believe in yourself. Nobody else. Believe in records. Believe in books, believe in David Bowie. Don't believe in David Crashes. Don't believe in, you know, Jim Joneses. All these cats, they're all crazy. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in chocolate. Believe in chocolate. The best food though. Yep, it definitely is. I just took down a whole symphony bar. Before I let you guys go, I'll just believe in Bowie. Definitely. I was I was kind of not poor, but came from a place where we didn't have a lot of money. My friend Mike, that I talked about in my last season, he used to go into the store and he would stick five or six of these down his pants and he'd come out and we'd go home and we'd eat them we didn't have a lot of money it was awesome he doesn't talk to me anymore but sooner or later hopefully this season I'm going to do what I was talking about last season try to get someone like Redman to to inter, intervene while we don't talk anymore we will see, I don't know but either way don't join a cult Stay alive. And I think that's it, guys. It's 12 o'clock. Let's end it on the 12. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is What Does It All Mean podcast. I'm your host, not your cult leader, Jimmy Lewis. Don't follow leaders. Watch the parking meters. Yeah, but that would do.